I feel like you're completely making this up. No, I'm the thing abs- is, though, I can't believe you haven't heard of this. The thing is, though, you could be making this up, and I would have no idea. No, why would I make that up? It's like the most random thing to make up. I don't know. You've got some really weird ones, though. I have some ticks. You have, you, true. You got a few ticks, a few things that you do that I've never heard of before until meeting you. This one I forget you. a lot because, you you know, it only happens once a month. But um, Does it bother you when you forget? It, it kind of does because I'm like, oh, crap, I could have done that because it, you know, it sets like, you up that, for the rest of the month. So the entire month is screwed up after that? Sometimes. I mean, if I don't think it, but when I when I do get it, it makes me feel a little better. So strange. We're going to have to explain this. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. And don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on that Amazon link right there at the top of the page. If you're going to be doing any shopping on Amazon, just go to our website first and Click on that. Uh, click on that Amazon link right there. Just do that right there. Just do that so one easy. little click. Just a one. Just click, click. That's a good clicking sound Is right it? there. I don't know. Probably not. We probably, probably screwed not. that up. No. But either way, just click on the Amazon link at the top of the page. All right, we have a lot of stuff to get to. But here's what's going on today. Here's here's what we're going to talk about because I am fascinated by what Sarah said before we started this show. Yeah, we just it, this was just like a like a few seconds before we started. And so. yeah, and it's you know, if you listen to this show, you know that Sarah's got some weird as she said, ticks. Some things that she does. And a lot I of you a little, there's t- some that you haven't talked about in a long time. Look what time it is right now. Oh, I don't I don't do it at 12. Oh, you don't do it at 12. No, it's only consecutive numbers. Consecutive numbers. Okay, so let's before we talk about the one that the new one. Oh, that's enough. I I don't even realize that I do it anymore, but I still do it, but I just don't think about it. Okay, so some of the things that Sarah does, you know, and and I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying you've got your your little things that you do. One of them is when a clock is in consecutive numbers like 333 or 111. You have to kiss the clock. Is that correct? Like you actually put your mouth on the clock? No, I don't put my mouth on the clock. I just do the kiss the hand. And then you kiss your hand, and then your hand kisses the clock. Yes. Okay, so there's kiss the clock. Uh, identical numbers. Yeah, not consecutive. You're right. You're right. Sorry, Vicky. Uh, that is 100% correct. I'm sure there's a bunch of people. Oh, I probably said, con- yeah, I yeah. said consecutive. I, identical. identical numbers. So it's yes. not like like 123. It's no. 111. Mm-hmm. Okay, so identical numbers. So um, so you've got so you got that. You do those things. You also. And correct me if I'm wrong, you have to chew, if you're chewing something, you have to have oh, even amounts on one. either side. Yes, so if like, say you're chewing like some, some, I don't know what, some M&Ms. Yeah. You have to have. Yes, one on each side. You have to have one M&M on each side. It can't be like. I don't like eating an odd number of bites of things. So it can't be an odd number. So they have to be evenly distributed around your mouth. Yes. So, oh, stop. This is making me sound weird. Like, it's not a thing. I'm not trying to be kooky. Like I'm not just... making you sound like anything. I'm just, I'm merely stating the <gasps> facts. Uh-huh. Am I not? Look, we've all got our weird things. I'm just saying, I, I'm just laying it out here for anybody who doesn't know. So that's, that's true, right? Mm-hmm. It I has do. to be evenly distributed. So if you, if somebody were to offer you like an M&M, would you refuse it if it was just one M&M? Well, I mean, who offers somebody one M&M? That's weird. I don't know. I don't know, but say they've got one one candy, like, oh, We've here, you want to try one of these? Before. I would bite it in half and then evenly distribute one one half to one side and one to the other. I know it's been a long time. It's just still a little embarrassing. Okay, so you would bite it in half and yes. distribute it one to each side. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if you couldn't? What if it was hard? I don't eat hard candies. You know that. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't eat hard candies. 
Oh, wait, so but it's got to be soft a, candies. I have, a, I have a fear of choking on hard candies. I can't eat, like, mints, those kinds of things. I just, I can't do it. I can eat, like, a like a sucker, like a lollipop if it's on a stick, so I know that I won't swallow it. But, like, those fireballs or, like, anything like those, mm-mm. You, you can't eat those? No, because I almost choked on one once, and I just can't do it. No. How long ago was this? How old were you? Like 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. One time you had a hard candy that you almost choked on. You didn't even choke on it. Mm. What happened? It like started no, to go that back. No, same and thing. You... Yeah. The, and then it, it ended up like popping out of my throat. But then the same thing happened when I was in Mexico years ago and I choked on a bread roll and I couldn't eat for the entire time that I was there. Wait, you didn't eat? I, I would eat like uh, like liquid, like soups and stuff. I would not eat anything. <laughs> Wait, this was when you were in Mexico? I have a fear of choking. Yes. So you would only eat soup your entire time in I mean, Mexico? Not so, just like things that I knew that weren't like like a giant bread roll or something. But because you don't trust yourself not to chew? Yes. That's what it comes down to? Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm, and again, you know, everybody's got their Anxiety things. Anxiety also does really weird things to your brain. Yeah. One of my things, like everyone has their weird... Like for the most part, if you if you do have an anxiety disorder, like I do, um, you have a thing that's like your, your thing. And my thing is like choking. I don't uh-huh. know why. I'm always afraid I'm going to choke on something. All right. That's just a weird. Yeah. This is making me uncomfortable. Yes. No, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I know you're not, you know, but I know just, you're not. We're working through it. We're it's fine. Working it's through be- things. It feels better to talk about it. Okay. But... And everybody's got their weird things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vicky's asking, so no Altoids. Altoids I can do. Are they soft enough? Because I can chew them. Yeah. Okay, so They're if you can bite enough. through it in like one bite, then yes. Okay, but no Jolly Ranchers. No Jolly Ranchers. Okay, all right. You missed yeah. out on a whole thing then as a kid because Jolly Ranchers were a big deal. At least. No, I didn't. That didn't. That was before. Like I used to. Yeah, I used to love Jolly Ranchers. Oh, okay. Before the incident. Before the incident. <laughs> but this is before the bread roll or before the something else. Before the candy. Okay. And the bread roll. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, the bread roll was. Later. So it wasn't always. It was at some point this came into your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you do you have to do like the light thing? Do you touch the wall three times or do any of that stuff? No. Okay, you Mm-mm. don't do that. Uh, what other? I know there's some other ones that you've. Got I'm not. Yeah, I'm not giving them to I you. I know you're not going to give them up. I'm sure somebody listening may remember. But anyway, I'm just trying to trying to understand all of them because I don't think I have a lot of that stuff. I've got a couple. Maybe I can talk about here afterward um, after we discuss this. But off the top of my head, I can't think of a lot of them that mm-hmm. I've got. You know, other than, you know, making sure the door's locked. I'm obsessed with that, like locking the door. But, yeah, you're not – you aren't OCD because you are you have so much on your plate that you're kind of forgetful. Like, you forget basic things. Yeah, I remember important stuff. I forget basic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basic things. I lose things all the time. You, you're constantly losing things. Yeah. I'm real bad with, with the little things, like ordinary things that you shouldn't be losing. Mm-hmm. I lose. Yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah, because I'm always I, – yeah, I, I have too much going on. Yeah, I, I used to. to focus. Be, I, I worked past my stove thing. My stove thing. I used to be really paranoid about. Now I'm better about it. Weren't you using your stove for heating for a while? I I don't know what you're talking about. Did you use your stove to cook anything recently? Um. Yeah. Did you turn it off? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? All right. Yes, I do check it. All right. Yes, I check it. But after I don't like... you sure you're sure you turned it off? Will you shut up, Greg? <laughs> that is not funny. <laughs> Uh, Keelan is asking in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, which uh, we do have an announcement about that. Actually, we're going to be saying here in, in uh, also in just a little bit. Uh, Keelan says, so does that make Greg a basic bitch or not? <laughs> uh, pro- I'm probably, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope I'm not basic. Am I basic? We've had that you discussion are, you're before. You are very basic, Greg. Damn it. I mean, I'm not basic in some aspects. Okay. 
Well, uh, it says, all right, John in the chat says, when I buy new socks, I buy 18 pair, and I number them the first time I wear them. From then on, I always have to wear matched numbers. If I don't have really? a pair of matched numbers, I'll go without socks. Holy shit, John, you just gave me a new thing because I love <laughs> socks, and I love matching socks, and I love new socks. Oops. Oh, shit, you can number them. Do you put them, like, on the bottom so that nobody can see how crazy you are? Because there are people who, like, make you take off their <laughs> shoes. Your shoes when you go into their house. Oh, yeah, what if you took your shoes off and then but they're like, of I'm sorry, are you wearing too. a number one sock and a number three sock, John? What's going on there? And then somebody would call them what out What sucks for it. is that, all right, so Christmas was two months ago. Yeah. I got, like, 18 new pairs of socks for Christmas. Yep. And I'm already down to, like, six. Yeah. How does that happen? No, and I don't leave my laundry unattended because it's in a public, you know, in my uh, apartment right. building. Like I'll go the exact amount of time it takes. Yeah, nobody's rooting through and stealing my socks. Other than Wallman, but you know, that's a whole different mm-hmm. story. No, I that is a good question because I lose my socks all the time too. I don't think I would ever be able to maintain the number thing. The only ones I've been able to maintain actually during this and for like five years are the uh, dry fit socks. That the Blazers bought us when we worked for them. Oh, I still have that... those dry fit socks. Like wow. I got like two packs of them, and I still still am able to keep track of those. But man, that's uh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. I appreciate that tenacity of somebody. Who... Yeah. So Keelan's asking, do you do like three left and three right? Yeah. I remember. Vern, How would you do it? That was his name, Vern. Verl? Vern. Vern. Um, when I worked, remember I told you what my first job was at a retirement community? Yes. And there was this uh, crazy old man, crazy old Vern, who had uh, one of those uh, label makers. Uh-huh. The, you know, the old-timey ones where, like, you could take the number and it punched through, like, a colored piece of tape yes. so it would, like, be a raised number. I loved those things. They were so fun. Vern had this amazing thing where he would have to label everything, which I could totally see myself slowly going down the road of Vern, which becoming a I'm, Vern. I'm thinking that John's already like halfway there. Yeah. And you're you're now I'm, you're I'm maybe starting on that now. route. I'm like, all right. Yeah, because I remember you talking about this before. Vern labeled like television. He would label Vern's television. TV, Vern's uh, cabinet glasses. one, cabinet two, wall number one, <laughs> wall number two, glasses. Like Vern would sit at dinner um, and I'd be bringing him he was very grumpy and I just loved him. Um, I loved working with like older people. That was so much fun. Um, but uh, yeah, he would have glasses on the side of his glasses. <laughs> and when I went into his uh, house, into his apartment once, you know, everything is labeled. Like the tables, are, the table had a table thing on it. Chair one, chair two, chair three, chair four. <laughs> he had um, each. Like, have you ever been to a retirement home where they have like a little yeah. shelf on the outside? So that people, um, I don't remember the shelf on the outside. A lot of them do. So like where if someone can put like their – there's like a name card for who's in the room. Then they'll have like some, a vase of flowers or something out there oh. or like some pictures of their family. And so Vern had oh. just this on his shelf. It was a little corner shelf out, outside of his house and it just was a teddy bear. And all it said – it had a little label on it just said teddy. <laughs> it was the best. Anyway, I think that John – still awesome. Uh, I think John in the chat might be very close to, to going the Vern route and okay. I respect that. A future Vern. All right, and you also could be going down the Vern route. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. The sock thing I'm really thinking about. But Are I have a lot of black socks. Your socks. Well, how would you number them then? I guess I could get like a – I have a silver Sharpie. Oh, boy. that's a. But then will it come off in the wash? I mean, there's a lot of questions here. And then what happens if you lose one and you have like a one sock throw, and a two sock? No, throw you them You got to throw them all out. Throw them and burn them down. Burn, burn the whole house down. That's what you need anyway, to do. Anyway, so the reason we started okay. talking about superstitions because is because <laughs> I was talking to Greg. I had found this story when I was looking for World of Crazy Stories uh, about the origin of this thing that I've done for years that I, I forget to do sometimes, but I know a bunch of people do, is 
saying rabbit rabbit on the first day of every month. See, I Greg has that's never so heard of this. Weird that you are saying this because I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I can't this imagine what like this sounds like nonsense. to you. Yeah, like it just sounds like I'm making like say, it sounds say like you're making something balls up or whatever. No. Yeah. No, so it's the same. Say fiddlesticks on the fifteenth of every month at like, two p.m. Yeah, yeah. I, like what are what are you talking about? I cannot believe you haven't. So there's this thing that I've heard about since I was a kid, where what it is is the first thing that you're supposed to say at the beginning of every month when you wake up before you say anything else is rabbit rabbit, because <laughs> for. I, s- I cannot are believe you, you haven't talking about? heard this. This sounds completely made I'm not, up. Uh, do people in the chat know what I'm talking about? I don't, I'm not seeing anybody. Okay. Well, okay. So you say rabbit, rabbit, and that means that that assures you a month of good luck. So that's what you're supposed to do is say that first thing, and then that way you know that the month is going to be you know a lucky one. So I had seen the story and then I was talking to to you, to Greg about it. Yes. And he's just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> like, I have I have never seen this anywhere. So you're saying this is widespread? This is widespread. So I'm, I was looking who at taught, this. Who taught you this? I don't. I I don't know. You just picked just it up somewhere. It since I was a kid. You've just known it that on the f- the first thing you say on like the first day of the month. Yep. Is so rabbit you know, you wake rabbit. up to like to like use the restroom or something in the middle in the middle of the night, and it's the next day. <laughs> what? So it's before you say, like, anything, before you say, like, good morning or anything, you just say, like, rabbit, rabbit. Oh, my gosh. It, a, it just sounds so stressful. Your life sounds so stressful to me to have to worry about these things all the time. But, I mean, so so, you've, so you I, say rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit. So I was looking at this thing. So people – and you know who I know does this? Uh, Norm from Texas. Okay. All right. If you'll, if you'll see, at the beginning of every month – Does he post something yeah, about that? Yeah, he writes he – writes the, um, the first of every month, Norm from Texas, I've seen this on Facebook, writes Rabbit Rabbit on the first of every month. So I know that it's there. And then plus, so this is an article from The Mirror, which is, uh, you know, a U.K. publication. And it it's a story that just came out as since today is February 28th and tomorrow is the first of March. Uh, a story on why people say Rabbit Rabbit. The first thing on the first of the month. So I'm not crazy. Or I might. That's, okay, one does not mean the other. But still. So there's other things. I didn't realize that there are different variations of this. So there's rabbit so, rabbit. There's white rabbits. And other people say pinch punch on the what? first day of the month. Okay. I, I mean, and I'm being 100% honest. I have never heard of anything that you say at the beginning of a month. Okay. Listen to this. It says if uh, you, This is all brand new to me. If you grew up superstitious, you'll probably be familiar with certain expressions. One of these being on the first of every month. You might have heard the phrase pinch punch, white rabbits, or rabbit rabbit being thrown in because it supposedly brings good luck. Now, pinch punch, I guess, is like the uh, the British version of it, and it's okay. trending on Twitter like every month on the first of every what? month. What? No thing. way! So like tomorrow, so today it's February twenty eighth. Yes, and tomorrow's going to be March first. March first, mm-hmm. right? It's not a leap year, right? No, it's not. No. Um, so we'll see. Pinch punch will be pinch punch trends on Twitter. Oh my gosh! Pinch hashtag pinch punch is a totally a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh so there- wow! <laughs> There's somebody from New Zealand. I guess here in New Zealand, we leave out the bit about the rabbits. Pinch punch. Why we say pinch punch and white rabbits on the first day of the month. This is a total thing. This is a thing. I have no idea about this. Yeah, because it seems like it's more. Yeah, so I'm looking at this. So it has the different origins of this. Because I never actually even thought about it. It's just something that I just knew that you were supposed to do. You say rabbit, rabbit. So 
so one of the so there are a few explanations as to why this uh, where this came from. So one of the things is uh, has to do with witches. It says originating from old English times when people thought that witches existed. People thought that salt would make a witch wink uh, weak. So the pinch part is p- the pinching of the salt, and the punch part was to banish the witch. Punch the witch. Yeah. yeah so yeah, pinch, pinch some salt and punch a witch. I yeah. Mean, so the witch would be weak from the salt. So the punch was to banish her. Uh, also, there's uh, something from George Washington. Because as president, George Washington met local Indian tribes on the first day of each month where he would supply fruit punch with an added pinch of salt. It became known as pinch and punch on the first of the month. What? Wait, George Washington gave fruit punch to Native Americans? <laughs> I, I do not recall ever hearing this story. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> yeah, that's just George Washington with his hat walking around with a jug of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> like Kool-Aid. Like, <laughs> Come get salt. some punch from me. Okay, so that's. Why- so pinch, what pinch is this? This is, is so bonkers. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't heard this. Like, I love knowing something that you don't. It makes it makes me happy. Well, you win. Yes. Um, All right. So that. Uh, so the pinch punch stuff just, came first. Just picture George Washington now with like a like a housemaid's apron, like walking around the woods, like skipping with his bowl of punch, handing it out to Native Americans at their pinch and punch on the first of the month. <laughs> Um, so then, so that was first. Then the rabbits thing came in. So it, so it's been limited. It, it's become rabbit, rabbit over the years. But um, it started off as white rabbit, white, white rabbit, and that was recorded as far back as in 1909 in the note in a book called Notes and Queries. So the quote read. Um, my two daughters are in a habit of saying rabbits on the first day of each month. Once the word is spoken aloud, the uh, the word must be spoken aloud. And it must be the first word said in the month. It brings luck uh, for that entire month. So, what if you don't? Is it bad luck then? I don't think it. I don't think it's bad luck to not do it, but I think it's better luck to do it. And you do this every month? I when I remember, yeah. You'll wake up in the middle of the night and say "rabbit, rabbit" out loud. A lot of times, I don't remember. Like, I won't realize that it's the first. Like now, I know it's the first. So, like tomorrow, when I wake up, I'll be like "rabbit, rabbit." Oh my gosh. Okay. Also, during okay. World War II, it sorry, said this is that, just like um, all soaking in. It was for saying me. the air crews would say "White Rabbit" after waking up uh, in the mornings to protect themselves during World War II. That's so, so weird. Nobody's actually sure where it came from, but billions of people do this. Pinch punch. And so rabbit, I rabbit. have never known about this. Mm, I thought it's weird. But why? Why is it rabbit? Uh, because rabbits are uh, associated with good luck. Okay, I did have a rabbit's foot. Yeah, so up. rabbits have been considered lucky. That's horrible. Is it? Yeah, I had a rabbit. You're carrying foot. around a severed bra- rabbit foot. Yeah, on a keychain. Yeah, I think I had a couple of them. Yeah, so rabbits have been considered. Yeah, lucky I have my for, lucky rabbit's foot for mm. over two thousand years. What? Wait, rabbits have been have considered been considered lucky. lucky, and so since 1909, the rabbit it's for two thousand years. By who? According to whom? Is the internet? I don't know. I mean, well, is the there first, some kind of basis for this? Well, the first of the month is Rabbit Rabbit Day. <laughs> so made up. This Look at hashtag so ridiculous. rabbit rabbit. So I was looking at this uh, as I was trying to find like actual more about this, and I I didn't realize how actually superstitious I was, and all of these things that I wouldn't. You're like, pretty superstitious. Are you superstitious? Um, I remember you talking about how you stepped on a crack once, and you thought that you were breaking your mom's back. Yes, that and is you true. Felt really guilty. But I was also seven. So in all fairness, somebody had told me that whole line of step on a crack, break your mother's back. So I was obsessed with not stepping on cracks. I still do that out of habit. I don't even realize I'm doing it, but I will I will be walking and realize that I'm intentionally stepping over cracks. 
just because it's an ingrained habit I now. Too, it's not yeah. because of it's a conscious decision. I don't believe it's going to break my mother's back if I step on a crack. Um, but yeah, I, I was worried. I was really worried about that when I was like seven or eight. I remember at Mammoth Elementary School, oh, yeah. I was I was terrified. I'm looking at this. All right, so try hard in the chat says we say a white rabbit when you're around the campfire and the smoke blows at you. We always just say what? we always just say smoke follows beauty, and then someone else retorts, and beauty was a horse. Wait, what? Seriously? I feel like your family is just a series of sayings that you have to say in a particular order. You never have an actual conversation. It's just, this is what we do now. This is what we say here. Like, we do and our, beauty our was a horse? No, because I remember, like, that's what my sister, that was a a joke. That's a fire joke. You know, when the smoke starts following I know someone. the smoke follows beauty. I'm yeah. not, I don't remember that like, beauty was a beauty, horse. And then, like, Black Beauty, the horse, and someone would be oh. like, oh, and beauty was a horse. <laughs> Those are old timey insults. Oh my god, this is so weird. You're so weird. Um, yeah, I I don't ever say the white rabbit thing when camping. I, I guess I don't. Maybe I maybe I am basic. I don't have any traditions like this that I can Raheem think of. And Hase, billions of rabbit rabbit people suffering silently. <laughs> um, oh, it does sound like a spy code. Yeah. All right, so I was looking at these, and yeah. as I kept trying to find I mean, more, the one thing more I about can, the... Huh. I, I can say I do the knock on wood thing. I didn't used to do that. That's more of a recent thing, like recent, like the last 10 years that, uh, that I do that. I've always knocked on wood. Um, I never used to do that because I didn't you believe it. You never had to knock on wood? <laughs> Did you know <laughs> someone who had? had. <laughs> Makes me wonder if I could. <laughs> All right, uh, no. Um, yeah, I never used to do that, but I do that now, and sometimes it actually annoys me that I do it. And I'm like, God, why did I just do that? Oh, no, I don't, like being I, a, I, I don't like being committed to all of my, my it, quirks. Well, see, now it's, again, it's just a habit, and I need to break that habit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not... Yeah, that, that's the one I can, I can say I do that, all right, and so I wish I did so I'm, looking I'm at trying to think of some other ones. Like a sneezing, I don't... I don't believe we should have to say God bless you or Zoom type when somebody no, sneezes. No, you shouldn't have to. Okay. I mean, depending on the company, if you think that it would be like, or my parents, of course, I'll say it. I don't. I don't believe I should have to say it. And then you get shamed if you don't say it. Nobody shames someone. you. Oh, yeah. People shame about that. Then they think I'm being rude or something by not saying God bless you. Because then what if it is a God bless you person and I'm the one that does it? Because that happened, actually, that happened, I remember when I was um, working at Next Adventures office. That happened to me because there was an issue of the God bless you and sneeze thing, and I didn't know what to do about it. There was a girl I was working with, and it was very quiet in there, and she kept sneezing, and I didn't know if I was supposed to say God bless you or or Gazundite. Yeah, and then it's like, which one do you say? And then I don't know, you know, and then the people are going to get upset about it, and then am I upsetting someone because I'm not doing it? Am I rude for not saying it? See, that's that's where I get worked up. Yeah, that's my problem. So I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but I'm not trying to be rude. It's, I don't believe in it. No, I'm too. I I have to like it's just a default reaction for me. Yeah. All right. So I was looking at these. So when I was oh yeah, no, at... you've gotten mad at me before if I didn't say it for you when you sneeze. That's that, and that's the honest truth that no, has I happened here. I prefer somebody to do in the, the studio, the Seinfeld thing, and do the "You're so good looking." No, that is not true. You have gotten mad at me here at the studio before when I didn't say "Gazoon tight" or "God bless you" after you sneezed. That yes, it has. I you don't have think fed so. into my paranoia about that. Into your psyche. Yes. 
All right, so I was looking at these uh, when I was looking at the rabbit rabbit Ooh, thing. What? Wait, um, let's get back to the rabbit rabbit what? thing here in just a second. I have some more questions about this, and it's being noted in the chat because this is a fair question, I think, for everybody in everyday life. How many, John asks, how many times do you have to say it before it's too much? Like, because you'll go on sneezing fits. Do I have to say it after every one? I don't think so. Like, all, like, say you sneeze four times? Yeah, I do. I've been sneezing a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. Do I need to say it after each time? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't what do you need prefer? you to say it. You say that now. I feel like now. if you kept saying it after every time, I'd feel like you're paying too much attention to my sneezing. It would make me more self-conscious. So do you just say it once? I don't. What sure. would you do? Because you say it. What, I'd probably what say do it you every do? time. I wouldn't be able to stop. Like if I sneeze like five times in That's a row like I told right now. you, like it's hell for me going to Subway. Yes, please. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yes, please. Like I can't. It's just ingrained in me to be polite that I can't. Okay. No. That Yes. I just Being can't stop it. Like how you thing. said you in, like you don't think about it, but you don't step on cracks because it's like ingrained in your head. That's how it is with me. I can't not say it. What you're conflating two different things here. I feel no. like you're trying to throw in something and be like, oh, but I'm so polite. But the God bless you thing, that's different. I think that you're not hearing that I'm so polite. I think you're hearing that you are not polite. No, I'm I'm not not polite. I'm polite. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe in saying the uh God bless you and Gazoon type, but I want to want to make other That's people That's fine. This is not my platform. I don't care about that. But you do it, though. Why are you so focused on the sneezing thing? Because I'm trying to understand what I'm doing right or wrong. You're, I don't, you're doing everything wrong. But I don't want to say it every time. <laughs> okay, you don't have to. Nobody's okay. going to make you. All right. I was looking at, um, so when I was looking at the rabbit rabbit stuff, I found this list of other things that were like going along with it, like common superstition things. Okay. Have you, I wanted to know if you've heard of these, if you haven't heard the rabbit rabbit thing. So did, have you heard of um, opening umbrellas indoors? Yeah, I know you're not supposed, supposed to do, to do that. that. Which yeah. is lame because how are you supposed to get all the water off of it? All right, so it says. Um, Aren't you supposed to like, because how are you going to dry it? Well, you shake it outside. But then if it's still raining, you're still going to get water on it while you're doing that. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So historians trace the belief of opening an umbrella inside being unlucky back to Victorian times when the clumsy opening mechanism of metal spoked umbrellas would be a legitimate hazard that could, like, impale somebody. What kind of umbrellas are you using? They're old-timey umbrellas. It's back in the Victorian era. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Walking under a ladder is bad luck. Yeah, I knew that. I will actively go out of my way to not walk under a ladder. I'll go out of my way, but just for safety reasons. I don't want somebody dropping something on me. Safety reasons? Yeah. No, if somebody's on a ladder, I'm not going to walk under that thing. They're going to drop a paint bucket on my head or wrench on me. I actually didn't know where this came from. So this actually started in ancient Egypt, this ladder thing. So a ladder ladder resting against a wall formed a triangle, and Egyptians regarded triangles as sacred. So walking through one was not appreciated. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you have that thing, the uh, bike path here in Portland. There's a on the bike path on the East Bank Esplanade, and I know because I've ridden with you before. There's one thing where there's like this piece of art that you can ride under if you want. It's like an arch. I think it's under the Morrison Bridge. Yeah, yeah. it's like a like a kind of a kind of an arch type of thing. But there's plenty of room you can ride your bike under it, or you can go around. It's like a it. metal sculpture. Yeah, arch and thing. You, you have to go under it or around it. Under it. You have to go under it. I know there's that one thing because we've ridden down there enough times that. And I forget about it. Like, I forgot about it because I haven't ridden my bike down there, but I always forget about it until I'm doing it and, like, I have to. See, and where does that come from? I don't know. You just made that one up. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's a Sarah original. It's like I just did it, and I know that I have to do it now. Okay. So that's a Sarah original. Okay. I mean, there are things that I have to walk under. There are things that I don't have to walk under. There's this Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, like, I don't know, this archway made of, like, branches. Like, it's kind of like a little, what are they called when it's, like, um, like a garden entrance? Yeah, like I know what you're talking of, about. Like uh, a trellis kind of thing that goes what over. What do you call that? Well, I'm blanking on it, too. Okay, anyway, it's like an archway that's uh, that's covering a sidewalk that kind of makes, like, an arch over it. Yeah. From one side to the other. And I just never walk through that thing. I just don't like walking through there. So I always walk around that one. Weird. Yeah, I don't like it. Anyway, this isn't about me. So that's uh, So that's the ladders. So in, uh, so there's also the seven years of bad luck for breaking a mirror. Uh, so in ancient Greece, the act of looking in a mirror to predict, um, let's see. Uh, so uh, so Romans introduced the idea that people had seven-year alternating cycles of health. And so if you broke that mirror, that would break up, that would give you bad luck because it would break up your healthy streaks. So you have seven years? Of bad luck. Of bad luck. If you luck. break a mirror. That's a lot of pressure. And I've broken mirrors before. Does that mean that I, yeah, that, that's way too much pressure. Seven years is applying too much to it. I don't like that. Yeah, I also, do you do the salt thing? No, I don't do the salt I thing. All, I do the salt thing. I assume that you do it unless you say you don't. So you, so if you spill salt, do you take a pinch and throw it behind your back? No, I even when I use salt, I always do it. Is that what how every that's supposed I to be, right? You, you, oh, every time you use salt, you throw some behind your back. I do just in case because I always figure I spilled a little bit as I'm like salting something. So what's the origin of that? Like, oh, so why I'm do you do that? I'm actually looking at this. It says the exact uh, reason is unknown, but it spread from the Egyptians uh, to the Greeks. So this is something that people have always done, tossing salt over their left shoulders. So you don't know why you do it. You just do it. Yeah, you don't even have a made-up reason in your head, like I'm fighting the demons or something. Yes, I'm fighting the demons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say really quick, just uh, of note, we do have, since we were talking about the uh, the bike riding bikes down by the East Bank Esplanade, we do have a bike tour um, audio thing on our website where you can listen to it while you're riding your bike around the East Bank Esplanade oh, here in yeah. Portland. It's funemploymentradio.com slash show on the go. And uh, and you can uh, listen to a custom tour that I made. All right. Have you heard the thing about uh, putting hats on the bed? What? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that was also from, uh, what is it, Drugstore Cowboy? Have you ever seen? Yeah, I saw Drugstore Cowboy about years ago, so I don't remember. It's supposedly very bad luck to throw a hat onto a bed. You're never supposed to have a hat on a bed. What? Because, uh, Why? There's spirits, hats on my bed right now. Because it used to, it, it's been believed that bad spirits live in people's hair, and therefore they're in their hats as well and can be transferred. Wait, what? Yeah, the hat on the bed is a big thing. That was like cowboy days. Okay, let me just let me just understand this. So that you can't, bad demons live in your hair. I got a lot of hair, so you're saying I got a lot you of demons. You got a lot of demons. Why do bad? Why do demons live in your never hair? Never put shoes on a table, never put hats on a bed. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm obsessed with this demons in the hair thing. Why? Do they explain why demons live in your hair? Like, why is that? No, it doesn't say. It's just known. So did they everybody just have shaved heads back in the day because they were afraid that demons were going to be in there? Well, they just wouldn't put their hats on there. I think it's demons. I think it's head lice is what they're talking about. Those are the demons. Just need to shampoo more often. So you're not supposed to put your hat on your bed. Mm-mm. And don't put your shoes. I have on the hats table. on my bed all the time. My hats, my like stocking caps are always end up on my bed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, shoes on the table. I don't do just because I think it's gross. Because I don't want to eat. Where well, yeah. Don't put your just, shoes on the table. Yeah. And same thing with shoes on furniture on couches. That that annoys me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that. But that's just because of its cleanly thing. Because I don't know what you've stepped in. 
Yeah, as it's being noted here in the live chat, there's a couple of different things here. Uh, Keelan says, how do you keep all this insanity straight? This is madness. <laughs> I agree. I like it. That's why I was saying it's so it must be so stressful in your head to have to think about these things all the time. Like, how do you how do you keep it track? Um, see, John says it uh, is a lot. It's a lot. Keelan, it's easy. I have lots of room in my brain because all the stuff about successful social interaction is missing. So you got plenty of room for that. All right. Uh, Edward says, I think we've identified Greg, Greg's luck issues. Yeah. I, apparently I'm doing everything wrong. Everything wrong. It's even referenced in like old Hitchcock movies and everything. Don't put don't put the hat on the bed. Really? And I've mm-hmm. just not noticed this. Like, I feel like I'm looking at life a whole new way because I've completely been oblivious Welcome to all of to these things. Welcome to what it's like in my head. I don't want to be the there. Time. I want to go back to my I'm regular always, old I'm ignorant always self. knocking and throwing and like and not putting things places and putting things other places and counting things I'm eating and going certain ways and avoiding other things. That sounds it's, exhausting. It is exhausting. Thank you. It's very exhausting. Why do you do that? I because I can't not. That's so weird. I don't know. It's so weird. Okay. What are some? Are there other ones on there? Uh, let's see. Bird pooping on your head is good luck. No, that's just gross. No, it's good luck. I've always thought that. Well, I mean, that's what that's what I was always told. Maybe I just got shit on a lot by birds, and that's what my parents told me. <laughs> like for some reason, they targeted you. <laughs> like, look at that one. Yeah. I want to poop on that. Um, also, uh, there's I, I know this one you've heard about uh, lighting three like three people's cigarettes is unlucky. I've heard people say that. Yeah, no, there's an actual reason because of this one. So it's from um, like war times. So it's among soldiers. So if they're all standing around smoking, uh-huh. by the time the third person is lighting their cigarette, a sniper could figure out exactly where they were standing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's logical. I'm not too worried about snipers, though. You know, around here. Um, Huh. Okay. The other one, a friend in school also used to tell me, like, you smoke your lucky strikes backwards because the, that way you burn the label so they don't know who it was when they see the butt. Oh. Because they see the lucky strike on it and then they, they knew know it was American. Then they know it was Americans. Yeah. Interesting. Not that I'm smoking lucky strikes or telling anybody how to do that. Uh, yeah. Wow, Sarah. This is just, this is a lot of information. All right, Greg. So... I know that sometimes, you know, there's a little dark cloud over you, my little Eeyore friend. So maybe, like, don't step on cracks. Don't open umbrellas inside. Don't walk I don't know. Ladders, I don't use don't an umbrella. Don't throw your hat on the bed. I'm don't from put Oregon. Your shoes on the table. I'm still one of those people. I don't use an umbrella. I'm, I'm, I'm from still the Northwest, and I use an umbrella if I've taken yeah, time I know. to do my hair. I don't, I don't rip on other people, but I don't use an umbrella. Anyway, so this has all been a reminder to you that uh, if you want to be crazy like me. No. This is a warning. You can say warning. rabbit, rabbit tomorrow. <laughs> Rabbit, rabbit. I have honestly learned a lot today about this. Hat on a bed and rabbit, rabbit in particular. I have no idea about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to erase this from my brain today. I can do a pretty good suppression, like memory suppression. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to worry about that one. I'm going to put that one into the not worry side. Okay. That's how I organize things. Like, yeah, we'll just pretend that didn't happen. No, oh, well, we're just uh, that didn't happen. Rip, throw that to the back. No, okay. push it way down deep, <laughs> where it'll never bury it deep. <laughs> where it'll, yep, that's exactly what we'll do with that. One. Okay. All right. Well, rabbit, rabbit. Should we do some world of crazy? Not, not, we... not that we haven't already done some world of crazy. I have a couple stories. I don't have a lot. All right. I, we'll I started getting distracted and... by all the superstition stuff. Yeah. Oh my God! Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Still, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Try hard in the live chat. Just said, uh, "Take a forget me now." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> forget me now, Michael. Oh God. 
I love a good Arrested Development reference. Did I already say my thing? I don't know. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Greg, this reminded me of you because um, we've talked about this before on the show. Greg is ashamed of his eating. And what he likes to do is he tries to shove in the food as quick as possible, but he makes his mouth like a teeny little O, and so sometimes the food is bigger than his mouth, and he gets it all over his face. That's not true. You have constant food all over your face. I do not. You know that it's true. He's just checking his face now. No, I probably am getting it right now because uh, I haven't been filming DT Daily this week since Digital Trends is over in Barcelona, and and they're doing it from there. They're where, Greg? Barcelona. Catalonia. Um... (laughs) <laughs> They're in Barcelona. 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 So anyway, I haven't had to shave this week. Because normally I have to it shave that. It looks good. So. Yeah, but I'm going to have to shave. I'm, I'm back to filming on Friday oh, morning. Oh, they should let, let you have your stubble. It looks good with stubble. <laughs> they pay the bills. All right, so anyway. So from one person, Greg, I'm looking at you, who has... Food all over his face. To the I don't story. have food all over my face right now. I'm just saying because I have the stubble, I gotta get used right to that. There. It's been a while since I've gone this long without shaving. It's like five days right oh. now. Six days. Oh, all right. Well, police in Pennsylvania say a man who has been accused of stealing a pot of meatballs from a <laughs> resident's garage was spotted with the evidence all over his face. Mm, sounds like an anti meatball caper. No, I eat my meatballs properly on toothpicks like you're supposed to. (laughs) Pennsylvania State Police responded to a report of a burglary Monday (laughs) afternoon after a Hazel Township man arrived home at approximately 2.37 p.m. and discovered a man covered in red sauce was outside of his home and a pot of meatballs was missing from his garage. Who makes meatballs in their garage? Yeah, why were the meatballs in the garage? Why are they garage meatballs? So he made a bunch of meatballs and just left them out there in his garage? With his garage door open and everything? His garage door for everyone just... Tempting people? Smelling the delicious meatballs. Yeah. Well, troopers, upon investigation, found the meatball pot on the street outside (laughs) of the man's home and located the meatball sauce-covered face man, uh, Lehman G.R. Potter, at his residence a short time later. Oh, so he had a house. He was a neighbor. He was a neighbor. The neighbor came over and stole his, stole the meatballs. Well, maybe this dude's meatballs shouldn't have looked so amazing. What is because, this guy's name? Uh, it's Lehman, L-E-A-H-M-A-N, G-R Potter. Lehman G-R Potter. Lehman G-R Potter, I would like to relieve you of your meatballs <laughs> That sounds like a meatball thief. If I could put the name on a meatball thief, it would be Lehman G.R. Potter. Lehman G.R. Potter. <laughs> well, Lehman G.R. Potter was arrested on charges of burglary, trespass, and theft. <laughs> is this, uh, there, he was is there a mugshot of Mr. Potter? I mean, there has to be. I want to see his his mugshot with the, uh, with the meatball sauce all over it. They might have wiped his face off. They may, maybe had some baby wipes. Just did that. So anyway, uh, if you are going to steal garage meatballs from somebody, just make sure that you take I just, the time to wipe your frame. I mean, in a way, that's kind of entrapment, though. If this guy makes a bunch of delicious meatballs and leaves his garage door open and it's just sitting there. I mean, who wouldn't want to sample those meatballs? I wouldn't take the whole thing. <sighs> meatballs. I know you do. Yeah, they're really good. Yep. I think I'm going to get some for dinner. This is the time of the show where Sarah gets hungry. No, I'm not. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. From meatballs... To Sweden. Here we go, Greg. Swedish meatballs. Swedish meatballs. 
A church in central Stockholm, Sweden, has expressed oh, outrage. Wait, I want to hear your Swedish accent, please. Has expressed outrage after a nude nightclub opened down the road. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. So it's, a, it's an angry church in Sweden that have expressed outrage after a nude nightclub opened up just down the road from them. I didn't think Swedish people really cared about that kind of stuff. I didn't think so either. But uh, this club. But they're all running around nude anyway when it's, it's not cold. It's called Club Naked. Club Naked? Encourages guests to come naked, come as you are. Oh, it's like a swingers club. And if guests leave all of their clothes in the cloakroom, entry is free. Oh, it's, or it's a nudist club. I think it's a nude club. Well, let's, let's dive into this. Okay, yeah, I'm confused. So this is um, Club Naked. So the concept has upset, yeah, club K-L-U-B-B, and then Nicket, N-A-K-E-T. The concept has upset a church located just down the way, where the church passenger declared the pro-nudity event a hotbed of depression. I don't know. I don't don't think people are confident enough to go in there naked. I don't think that's... I don't think they're going to be depressed if they're in there, yeah. If you're in there taking your clothes off, you're probably... Feeling pretty good I mean, about yourself. Yeah, if that's like what you want to do, then do it. Yeah, I'm not ever going to be doing no, it. No, me neither. Because um, I'm, I'm self-conscious. Yeah, I'm way too self-conscious mm-hmm. myself too. But uh, all right, more power to them. Well, Club Naked organ- or organizers describe their weekly club event as a quote electronic club aimed at the queer and fetish community, where openness and sexual freedom is part of the manifesto. It is a plus if you came na- come naked, and if you take all of your clothes off and leave them in the cloakroom, free entry. At Club Naked, there are dark corners and highways, or make-out See, rooms, as we call them. Well, why does this guy care? If, is he going in there? No, if he doesn't go in there, then why does he care? Yeah. Uh, I know what you're doing in there. I want to be in there, but I can't be in there, so I'm going to be mad. I know what you're doing. Like, that's what. That's all that is. Yeah. So they, he wants to be in there so badly, but he knows he can't. It's very frustrating because it's just tempting. So it's he's, frustrating it's like the hell out of him. Like, yeah. Ooh, but I know what they're doing. Yeah, so uh, Club Nickets manager David Kecker says, uh, We serve up the best music. You feel at home and let what happens happens. Come naked, come as you are, do what you want. It all stays here. Uh, so far, it's been very popular. The first night that it was open, they had a full house, about 400 naked people running around in there. Yeah. That seems like they're doing, they That's found a their large number base. of, you know, another reason I wouldn't go in that 400 naked people in this room, That's that sounds smelly to me. Mm hmm. That sounds oh, like it's going to be a little stinky. Greg, why do you have to like make it real? 400 people is way too many people. And too many oh, too many things. Yeah. And... I mean, again, more power to you whatever you're into. I'm just saying that's going that's not going to smell good. Sorry. Was that too far? That was. All right. Now I don't even want to talk about the story anymore. All sweating and sweating and smells and yeah. ew. Yeah, bumping many, into people, and you're bumping many, into like, people all the time. Too many naked body parts without the barrier of clothing yeah. to like muffle the smells. And you're bumping into people. Oh, and you're bumping into them. Waiting in line for a drink, and some jerks like bumping in behind you. And I mean, just picture like a like a dark concert because they said there's music. So picture like a concert hall, only everybody's naked. Hmm. That's how I'm picturing that. That doesn't sound fun there's to me. There's a lot of people. Yeah, and I get bumped into too you much. You got me. Anyway. You know that I'm a weird smell person. Like I don't like. Bad smells, and I think that that would be the like if someplace smells bad, I I will. I mean, leave. I'm not saying everybody in there, but that, you get that many people. Yeah, there's going to be some bad smells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keelan says too many people is four hundred people is too many people for just about anything. Yeah, agreed. Unless it's a fun employment radio event. Oh, of awesome. course, the more the merrier. 
Although our events generally aren't nude. Generally. Generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one more story. Greg, would you be concerned if a home that you were looking at was used to film? Wait a minute. Sorry, what? real quick. Very important question brought up in the live chat, and I want to get back to this. John just brought it up, and how did I not think of this? How do you pay for drinks? Oh. How do you pay for drinks? If everybody's nude, how are they paying for anything? Good Lord, my mind is blown. I'm sure maybe you keep your socks or something on, or shoes. You can put it in your shoe or your sock. So everybody's bending over, getting their debit card out of their socks? I've seen, like, underwear parties where people, like, keep their money in their socks or their This isn't an underwear party. Yeah. Wait, you've seen underwear parties? Have you been to no, I mean, underwear no, parties? No, I haven't been to underwear parties, but I've like, seen I think them. you just slipped something out there. No, I'm referencing like something I saw in a movie. Underwear parties. Yes, I, it was in an episode of Sex in the City, okay? Okay, all okay. right. Okay, that's fine. But all, <sighs> all of them were carrying around the money in the sock. Sock dollars. Oh, I feel bad for those bartenders. All right. Can I continue with my last story? Yeah, okay. All right, Greg, would you be concerned if you found out a home that you were looking at purchasing was used for the filming of pornographic videos? Oh! oh. For the filming of pornographic <laughs> well, videos. I assume that... every home now has had a pornographic video of some kind filmed in it. Well, you know who not who is not good with this is a busybody by the name of Linda Fine. <laughs> Linda Fine? Linda Fine, Paradise Valley, Arizona woman had just made a $1.8 million offer on a four-bedroom, 4,000-square-foot home until she found out. How big was this place? 4,000 square feet. That's a huge house. Yes. Well, she was putting down $1.8 million for it. But she decided to squash the deal after she discovered (laughs) its dirty porn history. (laughs) Indeed. This palatial property had been utilized as the set of Wifey's World, (laughs) which is a porn site founded in 1998, operated by a couple named Kevin and Sandra Otterson, who were the original owners of the home. Linda Fine. Can you tell me how you spell her name? Linda Fine. L-I-N-D-A-F-E-I-N. Linda Fine was upset. I want to find a picture of the upset Linda Fine. Upset. Oh, no. these Ottersons were running their pornographic website out of the house that she almost purchased. Like, what does she think that means for her? Well, she said at that price point, I figured that that might be some courtesy to the buyer. So I think she's saying that she was getting a steal for the $1.8 million. Then buy it for $1.8 million. Well, you know what? Linda Fine doesn't want to have any of that because she goes on to say, I just can't make Thanksgiving dinner on counters where a porn star has been lounging around. Dude, she's making, this porn star was making good money. I'm looking at the pictures of the house. This is a badass house. That's a very nice house. Linda that Fine. she can't get it out of her mind. She's like, oh, they were. This is what that was her the main things concern. they were doing. Again, she said, I just can't make Thanksgiving dinner on counters where a porn star <laughs> has been lounging around. The home's <laughs> listing agent told Fine that the owners indeed were in the entertainment industry. No, that tidbit led Linda Fine to her shocking discovery. <laughs> However, in Arizona, there is no statute stating that you have to be disclosing the fact that your house was a porn film set. <laughs> Yeah, why would you have to? I mean, that has nothing to do with anything. Well, Linda Fine, who was concerned. I mean, if they're not actively filming there while you buy the house, then really I don't see what the... That's what cleaning supplies are for. Yeah. Like, people live in houses that people were murdered in and What did she in. do in her house? 
none of that dirty stuff, yeah. Greg. Well, Linda yeah. Fine said, I certainly believe that there are people out there who wouldn't care about the house being used for those purposes, but I'm just not one of them. Oh, also, no one would know. Now she's attached her name to this porn thing forever. The wifey's world. Oh, okay. Wifey's world. Right. Since 1998. Well, good for them. Yeah. Good for the Ottermans. Making some money. Yeah. They're doing pretty right, well for themselves. There you have it, my friends. There's your world of crazy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Was she attacked by an owl? <laughs> <laughs> Going straight to the owl voice. Oh my god, I love the owl voice. <laughs> I was attacked by, by an, an owl. owl. <laughs> <laughs> John says, I, I would love if my realtor had to point out all the places I've had sex when they go to sell my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, seriously, what is she? Does she think if they weren't a porn couple, they weren't? So it's just a couple who. Who filmed porn in the house? But it was wifey's. I don't know. So it's like I'm a husband not... and wife who just filmed themselves having sex. I mean, does she understand that other husbands and wives are also having am, sex in the house? I have to be honest. I am unfamiliar with wifey's world. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what kind of stuff is happening on that website. Well, either way, I mean, what does it have to do with? I don't know. Linda just does not want. Linda else doesn't want to have to. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not on my watch. Not, not on Linda's in, watch. Not in my counter. Not on Linda's watch. <laughs> Oh, Linda. Uh, oh, okay. That's a, Mike says, I just assume every counter has a, had a butt on it at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that like every place that I've lived probably had someone die in it. Probably has had. Oh, my house is from 1907. I guarantee there's at some point been a porn filmed in there. Oh, yeah. Somebody's filmed some stuff. There's probably a murder in your house. Probably a murder. Yeah. It's probably bodies somewhere. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed some pe- people have died. I'm still trying to do, because I know uh, uh, people were enjoying the... Me trying to track back who built my house. Yeah. But I'm at a stymie. I'm stymied. Is that the right word to I say? So. Can I see? Can I use that word? Sure. Anyway. Um, I'm in the 1960s because the records of Portland are all screwed up. So I can't figure out who. I can't go back any further right now. Yeah. Until I do some real intensive searching. Or I have to hire somebody. If somebody has a job of doing that, researching properties, um, send, me an, send me an email. Yeah, because I'm sure it has to be traceable. Yeah, well the really? problem is Portland's records and during that time are all handwritten mm-hmm. and then they're copied and scanned and the handwriting is terrible. Whoever terrible. the county clerk was at that at that point who was doing the handwriting or writing in all that stuff, real god awful handwriting. Just didn't give a shit. Did not give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the problem. That's where I'm stuck. I really want to find out who built this place. And then you know find out about all the crimes that have been committed in my house. Yes. Which I've found out a lot so far. Just and that's just going back to the seventies. Oh yeah, lots of drug busts, a lot of drug. Yeah, you busts. had a drug house. Drug house, definitely mm-hmm. a drug house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So anyway, that's where we're at. Uh, we have something else though that we need to announce here on Fun Employment Radio. It's something we've been uh, kind of alluding to for a while, and it has to do with part of our live stream and what we do as a show. So you know, we do this show five days a week. Um, and it's our primary job, and it, it takes a lot of work to make a podcast run. I think that's one of the most frequent questions we get is, how do you make that work? Mm-hmm. And it's very hard, and but it's a lot of work to make it, it work. Is, and it's been something that we've had to figure out over the years. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that, 
that was my stomach that just grumbled right there. Sorry oh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the main things of how we get this work is A, our wonderful advertisers, and B, you all who listen to this show. And that's one of the one of the main ways that we make this work because we have such a wonderful audience. And we have always had the Fun Employment Radio live stream, the live subscription. Well, today, starting today, if you go to our website, funemploymentradio.com, you will see that we are changing the name of that. And I just want to take a second to explain that. And if you are a live subscriber already and you're already in there, nothing's changing for you. But the, what's happening now is the name of our live subscription service is now the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. Yes. We have changed that name because we felt like it was getting a little confusing to say subscribe uh, to this, but then we also say subscribe on iTunes, which is a different thing. So now we're just going to say join the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. Become a member. F-E-R-S-C. F-E-R-S-C, become a member of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. So if you are a live subscriber, congratulations. You're now a member of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. (laughs) You're in our club. So you're already in. And... To do that, to kind of celebrate how we're changing that and and what we're doing is we're actually adding a bunch of stuff. So nothing's being taken away. Uh, You still get to listen. You're still a part of the network. You still get to listen to the live stream. You get the 24-hour station that's airing all kinds of different stuff that doesn't air anywhere else. You've also got um, access to the archives. In the archives, we're adding more now. So we're adding in more frequently a new show that will just be in the archives. We're calling it Fun Employment Radio Off the Record, and we recorded one a couple of weeks ago, which was our drinking show. It's that's like an hour-long one. Oh, my God. Most of them are going to be around 10 minutes, and it's yep. kind of some pre-roll stuff that you only get if you are a member of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. Yeah, because we've been doing like intermittent pre-roll here and there, but now we're actually going to take it and make it its own separate entity. Yeah. And just have it Only available for Fun Employment Radio supporters. Yes. So if you're a member of the Supporters Club, you've got that. Also in the Supporters Club, our movie commentary from The Room that we recorded at the Experience a couple of weeks or last weekend. That's in there. So all that kind of stuff, that's going to be exclusive stuff for those that join the Supporters Club. And, you know, we're doing that because it it does go a long ways. And we want to reward, you know, people that are able to subscribe. It's okay if you can't. If It's okay if you can't afford it. That's fine. Listen to the show as you normally do. Share it. Please do all that stuff if you can. Um, but this is something, if somebody's paying for it, they should get something, a bonus. Absolutely. And so that's kind of where we're looking at it. So six ninety nine a month, the first week is free, or $80 for the entire year. And if you join for the entire year, then you get to, you save a few bucks. Joining for the year, the $80 for the year, you also get to come in studio Come the, hang out with us for a show. You get to come out and hang out with us for a show and watch a live recording. That's only available to the year subscribers. And then the other thing that we have, this is brand new, and we're they're actually on their way here. So if you're already a member, congratulations, you're gonna get one of these. We just need you to email us so we can give you so we can get your mailing address. We have Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club pins. Yes, so we so, have we have had these um these pers- these amazing enamel pins made that, I, you know, I'm a huge pin collector. I love them. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so we actually had these. So for everybody who is a supporter of the Fun Employment Radio, a member of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club, does get their own enamel pin to wear as you wish. Yes. Yes. Which I'm so excited about. We had them custom made. Uh, they're on their way to us. They should be here um, yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. So if you're already a 
uh, a member of the now Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. If you if you're already a subscriber, you're just transferred over to this, so you're already in. Congratulations, you made the cut. Yes, beforehand. Um, so you we will mail you out your pin as soon as you send us your email address. We'll get you one out. Yeah, email um, us with your mailing address. Email us with your mailing address. There we go. Making sure I get it right. So the other thing is though, if you were to join now, if you joined the year, you will also get the membership pin, which is really, really cool. If you join with month and you're you're a solid monthly subscriber for three consecutive months starting now, if you weren't previously, like say you subscribe today or, or join the supporters club today, if you do it for three consecutive months, then you will get a pin as well. Yes. So the bottom line is all of this information is there at funemploymentradio.com slash supporter. There's a banner right on the front page. There's a link on the menu, so it's really easy to find. Go there, check that out. Please become a member that would of the be Supporters awesome. Club. Because a lot of people, you know, when we were saying live subscribers, like people aren't available to listen live. So yeah. now you get the benefits of being, you know, a yeah, member. Yeah, you, you get the live stuff, but then you also get a bunch of premium shows in the archive yep. that are only available there. Mm-hmm. And our hour-long drinking show or hour and a half long oh, drinking God. show yeah. that we did a couple of weeks ago that's worth the membership right there is that, it is it is <laughs> and the room thing is in there too right the room movie commentary is in there oh we've got God. some of the live recordings of the experience yeah there's there's lots of stuff in there all right Greg you need to get something to eat I can hear your stomach growling it is growling <laughs> Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give yeah. us a call, 503-575-9120. Big thanks to everybody who's uh, buying their tickets to come with us to Alaska. Oh, my God. That's going to be fun. This is shaping up to be um, a pretty momentous occasion. And that is all right there on the website. Also, today, for the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club members, live at 6.30 p.m., we'll be Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Geek in the City. With uh, yesterday's birthday boy, Aaron Durant. <laughs> when you say birthday, that was boy, really that creepy when I said so it. Creepy. Who's a birthday boy? Who's our special birthday boy? Who's a special birthday boy. That was really creepy. Just don't say boy. I don't think that birthday you should boy. say that. Yo, what up? It's your boy Greg. What? What are you doing? Jamming one hundred seven five. That's how they no. wanted us to say it. I wouldn't no. say it. I never. Don't I never wasn't going to say your boy. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our show. We really, really, really appreciate it. We will talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Rabbit, rabbit. I was just going to do that. God (laughs) damn it. Rabbit, rabbit.